Sharp is a leadership expert for entrepreneurs. And after moving from Europe to America, he's now freely publishing and sharing all his tips, techniques, and tools in English for any entrepreneur who wants to transform their team into a motivated machine. Tom loves sharing stories and tips about freeing up massive amounts of time, about building teams you can actually trust, and about how he has helped ordinary entrepreneurs solve impossible problems. Sounds fascinating, isn't it? Let's chat with Tom Sharp in this episode. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, the Guiding Voice for a Better Future. Friends, I'm your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow professional on a mission to make the world a better place to live. Through the Guiding Voice, we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Thank you so much for joining me. And Tom, hearty welcome to the Guiding Voice. Super excited to host you today. Thank you so much, Naveen. So cool to uh, be part of uh, your adventure and for you to be a part of my life. And I'm looking forward to a really great conversation that we're going to have. Same here, Tom. And uh, let's uh, get into it. First and foremost is I wanted to learn from you the top three things that have attributed to your success so far. Wow, that's always a hard question. Like <laughs> the top three, that's the, the uh, oh man. I think for me, the most important thing that I'd like to share with you today is uh, I I really really believe that everybody is unique, and and that's not just that I uh, truly believe that that's the case. I also feel that that's very material in in what you want to accomplish. So in the way, I think. I always start with who are you? If somebody becomes my client, I want to know who is this person? What makes him or her unique? And we call it profile. And my team calls it your profile, like your experiences, your education, your personality. That's your profile, who you are. There's there's more to it, but but that's that's that makes you unique. Like I have a certain personality, you have a different personality. But even if our personalities would be almost the same. Based on our experiences and education, we we become entirely different humans, right? Yeah. And I feel that if people don't really, really, really know who they are, it's really hard to to be successful. So for me, that's like a big part of my success, where I figured out who is Tom, uh, what makes my heart uh, beat faster, uh, what's m- the best way for me to approach new uh, doing tasks or creativity. So that's that's a really important one. Mm-hmm. And then okay. the second one is closely related to that, and that's to mastermind with other people. Because I'm me, I have a limited vision. And by reading, I can expand my ideas, but by interacting with other people, in my case, other entrepreneurs, it makes the life much more interesting. It, it, it makes my life much easier mm-hmm. because I don't have to solve all the problems. I can lean on other people who have done the same and have different experiences and especially when you do that across sectors mm-hmm. like if in uh, i i currently run a mastermind where there's people that are in the health industry but also in photography but also in software development and it it, it feels like they have nothing to contribute to each other but they do yeah, uh, because mm-hmm. the software developer has a certain way of looking at the world that that inspires the photographer you know in the end, I think it's all about uh, to keep learning, keep exploring, keep troubleshooting, 
Mm-hmm. Right now, as we are talking, like over the last couple of weeks, ChatGPT version 4 has made a tremendous wave in the world. It might become a tsunami, like how artificial intelligence is going to help in the day-to-day business of many, 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 many people. And we just have to figure it out. I, yeah. I'm, I don't know. Nobody knows. So we'll have to keep learning, exploring, and troubleshooting. And that's probably going to be my work for the next decade or two mm. to figure out like how will artificial intelligence change leadership. Yeah. And, and of course, as leaders, how do we deal with all the issues that, that will come up because of AI? Yeah. Even I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the next five to 10 years. Because even conversations might be crafted. Like you get a, (laughs) you go to chat GPT and ask, hey, today is my appraisal. How do I deal with my subordinate? If they ask for tough questions, right? That responses will come from there. So uh, there will be a lot of artificiality in the conversations. (laughs) It's going to be so interesting to my mind where you have the Turing test, where you try Mm. to figure out if a a computer has... uh, evolve to the point where you cannot discern between uh, chatting with a computer or with, with a human. Yeah. So there might become a situation where as a leader, you feel <laughs> that you're interacting with your virtual employee who is yeah. somewhere across the globe. And in the end, it turns out to be an AI system. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> true. <laughs> true, true, true. And now let's uh, move to the next question. What are some of the toughest lessons that you have learned in your entrepreneurial journey as a leadership expert, did you come across any roadblocks and what do you learn from them? Uh, well, I, let me get, go back to profile, like who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm my, I'm the biggest bottleneck in my businesses all the time. Mm. It's not my team. It's not anything else. It's me. I'm always mm. the one who is hindering the progress. And... um and it gets better when you get to know yourself better because, you know, these are my pitfalls. Now I need to hire people to help me not fall into my own pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's a hard one for me to wrap my head around. I'm, I'm training and teaching my clients to avoid the things that I stumble over all the time. Mm-hmm. And I still keep doing them because they are in my profile. Like, I'm, yeah. I, for instance, when I'm really enthusiastic about something, I can be way too fast for the market. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a conversation with Richard Branson like in 2014 mm-hmm. that's nine years ago I asked him how is the world going to change in your opinion if um, your airplanes are not going to be loaded and unloaded by people anymore but by robots and I mean we are nine years down the road it still isn't happening yeah. um, so, th- so uh, being too quick too fast that's one of my, my bottlenecks okay. but also I've I feel that the the other one is that I really, really had to learn that you need to treat people as adults. And mm. I'm a father, and mm. I'm used to. I'm, I'm pretty tall. You cannot see that on camera, but I'm six six, like just over two meters. Wow! And <laughs> um, people like really look up to me when they uh, they ask me if I play basketball, and and I joke back that I play chess. And so we have this thing going on. But for my whole life, I've been the tallest guy in my life, you know. Mm. And and so there is this tendency for other people to look up to me, like physically, and then start to rely on me and expect me to make decisions for them, especially in a work situation. And I really needed to learn to treat people as adults. Mm. And if I hire you for a certain job, 
and you don't perform in that job, we are going to have that conversation. Mm. And and I believe that people have free will. And mm. if you if you're an adult, you need to experience the consequences of your behavior, right? Yeah. And you can have a great intention and still suck at what you're doing. Yeah. And and we still ha- need to have that conversation. And okay, and absolutely. I find that one of the toughest things in 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 business in leadership. Hmm. That's uh, fair enough. I think it needs uh, a lot of guts to admit uh, certain things. And uh, I'm I'm so glad that you mentioned these things so openly. Now you hmm. said uh, we have to rely on team, right? And that brings me to the. Next question. Yes. Like, how do we build team with by finding A players for your team, right? Even when everybody says they are not available anymore. I think that's another bottleneck for many entrepreneurs, at least, is mm. where yeah. where we have we build a team and then mm. somebody's leaving for whatever reason, and we need somebody else, and and we put the bar for the new person too low. Mm. Like we just want a warm body in the same spot because someone has to do that work because otherwise I'm going to be the one that has to take over, right? Yeah. So we need to fill that position really quickly. So in my mind, finding A players, the best people that are available for the kind of work that you're looking somebody to hire for and, and somebody that fits your culture. So in my mind, an A player in my team could be a B or a C player somewhere else and the other way around. It's not about the person so much as between the fit between you and the team. I believe that um, if you're looking for A players, then what what, what are people doing? They, they need to hire somebody and, and they feel like I, me, as a team leader, as an entrepreneur, as a company, I need somebody. Yep. So we write up, this is who we are. This mm. is what we are looking for. And this is what we would pay you. This is what we would offer in return for your work. And they put it on LinkedIn or on uh, any website for job seekers. And they are really, really disappointed with the results. Mm-hmm. In my mind, that makes total sense because the people are really good at what they're doing. Yeah. Like if you need a really great accountant mm-hmm. or you need a really awesome process improvement manager, these people already have jobs. 98 of the percent of the time they are not interested they have a great mm. job they have a great salary they they excel in what they're doing because they are really good they're not looking for you with your job who cares so in my mind we have to turn it inside out upside down and mm. instead of starting to think about what do i need no you start to think about what do i need what kind of person do i need but then you turn it around and you start thinking how do i capture the attention of these people what can we do to improve their lives to improve their their work and how can we stimulate their desire to even look at our job and to even read through the job description and maybe think about coming to work for us it's Mm. it's basically marketing it's marketing where you're not looking for clients, but marketing where you're looking for A players. One of my um, clients, uh, she has a software development company. In the meantime, she sold it, but she used to have a software development company and she was looking for compiler programmers. These mm. people are weird. I mean, I'm a nerd, but they are like uh, much worse than me. Uh, if you're a compiler programmer, you know like 
everything there is to know about computers. They, they are insanely intelligent. They are, they are awesome, but they all want to work for Apple and for Google, right? Because, yeah. because that's where, where, where they are valued. She needed these people for her company. And we helped her do this turnaround. And instead of starting like, this is who we are, and this is what we need, uh, mm. and this is what we will pay you, they started with, what are their frustrations? What are they looking for? How can we help them feel that, that we offer a better job to them than they can get at Apple and Google? Mm. And three months later, her problem was solved. And a year later, she complained to me. She said, I get so many applicants. I don't know uh, where I can, uh, like, I don't have enough jobs for these people to hire them. They all want to work for us now. Mm -hmm. Just by turning this around and starting to think from the mind of the A player. Yeah, that, that's excellent, actually. Like, the, we should fo focus on the V part rather than the I part. I think that gives them the sense of belonging and they get attracted. Right. Yeah. So you need, if you want to attract somebody, you need to make it attractive for them, mm. right? Instead yeah. of just saying, "Ah, oh, we are a company. We have a job offering." Yeah. Who cares? Everybody has a job. Right. Uh, open jobs. Right. That's the, yeah. it, the market is a bit different than than it's uh, used to be before. Yeah. Good one. Now let's talk about the entrepreneurs. Like you say, entrepreneurs must decrease their comfort zone. Yes. Right. So how can they do that and why should they do it in first place? I think the first reason why we need to decrease, like everybody's talking about increasing your comfort zone to get mm. more comfortable with more different experiences. And, and, and I believe that's not true for entrepreneurs. When I'm talking about work, it's fine when you're talking about travel or exercise or fitness or whatever. But when we're talking about work, most entrepreneurs, especially if they are used, if they were the founders of the company, they started by themselves somewhere in uh, the basement or in a, in a spare bedroom. They did everything by themselves. And then they start hiring people, but they still, in their mind, they know everything. They can do anything in their company. Uh, maybe except for a couple of really, really specialists. Like if you run a laboratory, it might be different. Mm. But most entrepreneurs feel that they can do everything that, that needs to be done in their company, which is weird. Because in a way, it invites you to keep doing all that work. Yeah. So you hire a team, then there's too much work for the team, or the team doesn't do the work to the exact specifications that you need, the quality isn't high enough. And instead of fixing that problem, now you're going to step up and do the work yourself. That's weird. Mm. So I, at one point in time, I, I told myself, my only work that I can do is words on paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. words on paper that's the only thing i i'm allowed to do everything else should be done by the team i'm i was going to decrease my comfort zone mm. instead of feeling comfortable with doing everything that needed to be done no my comfort zone is words on paper and bookkeeping uh administration customer support everything else should be done by the team mm. it's like you you need to convince yourself that you need to delegate more right yeah yeah, make, makes sense. Absolute makes sense. And uh, let's move ahead. You you mentioned about these six words, right? And what yes. what are those six words? Can you share with our audience as well? And what makes them so powerful? So it, it's basically the same idea. It's a way to trick yourself into delegating more. Mm -hmm. So if you're an entrepreneur and you feel that you are working 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, 
something is wrong and you need to convince yourself first and foremost that you need to delegate more and the six word words are i don't know how that works and you can mention it everywhere so like for instance you open a spreadsheet because you want to do uh, some kind of an analysis on the data uh, and it turns out that it has not been updated Mm. so so my normal reaction would be it will take just a few minutes i will i will update it and then i can do my analysis but it never is a few minutes right (laughs) because <laughs> the SQL server is down or there's some other problem. Somebody changed the configuration of the tables. The, the SQL doesn't work, whatever. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it will turn into 45 minutes. Instead, I can also uh, uh, call my um, uh, manager operations and say, hey, Eve, um, I was going to look at the spreadsheet uh, to do an analysis, but I see that it has not been updated yet. I don't know how that works. Can you please do it for me? Mm. <laughs> and it's kind of like when you hear Frank Sinatra sing um, and you envision his life and the way that mm. he operated. He wasn't uh, putting down the, the microphone stands and the XLR cables. And that was not what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and when you write a check to the tax uh, mm-hmm. Office of the government, you don't get like a a personal reply from the prime minister to f- say thank you, Naveen, for all the money that you sent to us again this year. It really helps to build the roads and to keep the hospitals and the schools up. It's just not going to happen. So, in a way, I feel that it, this is not about being arrogant or being yeah. humble. I can take out the trash, uh, like. Uh, in a symbolic way uh, twice a year to show my team that I'm not above them Mm. uh, in any way. That's Mm -hmm. not how I feel. Okay. Um, But I need to figure out ways that instead of driving my car 20 minutes to the car wash, standing Mm. in line for 10 minutes, waiting for 10 minutes for the car to be washed, and then that hour I can spend on building a new marketing plan. And if I, Mm. I can only choose one thing to do in that hour. Yeah. Oh, my car needs to be washed. I don't know how that works. Would you mind uh, doing it for me? Here's the key. Enjoy. Have a great, fun hour. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Yeah. No, it's so powerful. Like, it sounds simple, but so powerful. I don't know how that works. (laughs) You don't need to mean it. It's just uh, like a joke, but it it works really well. Yeah, absolutely. No, it it makes sense. And that. Let's now talk about how to focus on the most valuable work. Let's assume we gave the car keys so that this person goes on for the car wash and you have you are left with an R, right? How do you make that most out of that R? How to focus on the most valuable work? And you also speak about this uh, uh, gold, silver, nickel, right? Yes. So we help our new clients. If we start working with an entrepreneur, we mm. help them to figure out where am i spending my time mm. so if if i tell you naveen i've been in the office yesterday for a i've been working for 10 hours mm. you still don't know what i've been doing right yeah so i feel that there's basically three kinds of work i call them nickel silver and gold and mm. nickel work is all the kind of work that you could delegate to somebody else for maybe 25 dollars and depending on where you live it, the number might be lower or higher 
Um, but it's it's like the basic administrative work, simple project management, uh, simple administration, bookkeeping. Uh, I call that the nickel work. Mm. And it's the kind of work that most entrepreneurs hate doing anyway, but they're still doing too much of it. And any hour that you work on nickel work, you cannot work, uh, you cannot spend on silver or gold work. Mm-hmm. But the silver work is all the work that would cost around 70 to 100 dollars um if you want to delegate it and that's the real uh interesting kind of work because it feels that you're making a, a real great contribution to your business so sales calls are probably silver work and uh, doing email is probably silver work and publishing stuff online is probably silver work and there's a lot like complex project management is silver work so it makes sense to do that yourself and to help your clients and to interact with them and to feel that you're really making some money for the business because Mm. if they pay you a hundred dollars per hour that you're working for them that makes sense right and if you need to hire somebody else to to do that they would charge you 60 or 70 dollars and instead of making a hundred dollars for the company you only have like a hundred dollars minus the 60 is just 40 dollars 40 however however Mm. the problem is that if you're working 40 50 60 70 80 hours a week you don't have any time left for the gold work yeah and the gold work is the kind of work that earns you 250 dollars per hour or more sometimes even much more and I don't mind doing some nickel work. I don't mind doing some silver work as long as I do have time for the gold work. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the job of an entrepreneur, like the job of a leader is to help people work together. It's really simple. That's what a leader does. A leader helps people work together, achieve goals together as a group instead of like an individual. As an entrepreneur, your job is to take something that doesn't cost a lot and change it so it starts to to be much more valuable. Mm-hmm. That's what an entrepreneur an entrepreneur makes things more valuable than they were before. And part of that is just to do the thinking, to to think about like the systems, how do they work? What are the problems that my team runs into all the time? Why is that happening? How do we solve that? How can I coach these people? How can I help them work together better? What is happening in the market? Like right now, what is going to happen in my market uh, over the next year or so with AI? Mm-hmm. How should we prepare for that? What should I learn? What should my team learn? There's so, that, that, all of that is gold work in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you, I, if you delegate the nickel work and prefer, preferably the silver work silver. to other people, then mm-hmm. you can focus, you can spend much more time on gold work and on family and fun, of course. Uh, this is so powerful. I I like the the simple analogy that you have given, but it has purpose attached to it, and uh, it's the way you have classified made it so simple. And thank you for sharing that insight. And now, if people uh, we'll... want to read more. It's Dan Kennedy. He wrote a great book on time management for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. with a, mm-hmm. a lot of of very funny examples like you cannot email him you just have to send him a fax like a like a fax message on paper otherwise he won't reply Mm. there's there's interesting stuff there but the idea of like classifying your work like is it gonna am i creating a lot of value yes or no that's Mm. a really really important uh question Mm -hmm. for anybody 
Yeah. Yeah, good good one Tom. I I liked uh, the response so yeah and uh, let's move ahead. And you also suggest uh, entrepreneurs to have two to three mobile phones, right? So yes. why why should they have two to three phones? I I should have <laughs> I only have two here. I should have taken <laughs> the third one. Uh so um so I could show, show it to you. So my problem is I want to be available for my clients. I want to be available for my team. Mm. However, I'm okay. also pretty creative in my mind. Mm. I don't know if you have the same, but my mind cannot stop thinking about things. Wow. Mm. Especially when there are problems. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I had a free day, uh, uh, a day off, and in in one conversation something came up about a tiny little problem in my business, and I find that my subconscious mind keeps reminding me about that the rest mm. of the day. So I had to deal with that and put it aside, and that works. Um, but especially when I'm recharging mm -hmm. in the weekends, on off days, when I have vacation, I I cannot handle anything that puts mm -hmm. business yeah. thoughts in my mind, in my brain. So if I want to enjoy my life, if I want to recharge, if I want to relax, if I want to help my brain to um get more energy so i can do more effective thinking when i'm back uh working again uh, i have to make sure that these tiny little nagging things don't interrupt me right that that's my idea so if i have a weekend mm -hmm. and i'm on my phone mm -hmm. and i'm whatsapping with my family yeah. and suddenly one of my clients sent me a text message about something that's going on in their lives now, for the rest of the weekend, I might be distracted. I might be not be present with my family anymore because I'm thinking about this problem with my client. I don't want that. Mm. So I bought a, a second phone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right now, it's in the safe here. So I cannot show it to you. I, I would have to get, uh, go get it. Mm -hmm. But that's my business phone. I use WhatsApp. I use uh, my phone. Uh, like for my clients, for my team, everybody can reach me on that, that phone. Mm. But then I bought a, th a second phone, this one, and I call this my family phone. Mm -hmm. Got it, yeah. So I I already had a business phone, then I bought a family phone, and I gave I shared the number of my family phone just with my family and a couple mm. of friends. Okay. There's, there's one person in my team, in my business team, and she has the number of my family phone. Mm. In case something is really, really screwed up and they need yeah. to reach me. One person in the team knows how to reach me. Mm -hmm. So on this phone, I have WhatsApp, I have Instagram, I have TikTok, I have like everything that is trying to get your attention, right? Yeah. If, if you have all these apps on your phone, you're going to be distracted all the time because you're standing in line in the supermarket and you're thinking, I'm bored. Let's check out TikTok. And I didn't <laughs> want that to happen either. That's mm. when I bought my third phone. This is mm. an iPhone SE, like a very tiny, small Thing, phone. Yeah. Mm. And there's no social media here. Okay. There's just a note-taking app. There's the Kindle app so I can read books. Uh, it has my alarms if I need them. I can mm. take a picture every once in a while. Mm. Um, and so I don't. I tell my clients not to buy three phones. I tell them buy a new phone, call it your family phone. And make sure that when you come home at night, you hand in your business phone to your partner, to your spouse, have them 
lock it away so you cannot access it during the weekend and just uh, enjoy your family on the family phone and your friends and, yeah. um, but for me i found that having a really tiny one that i carry on me allows me to take notes or to use the navigation or whatever i need mm. without being distracted by all the uh, social media apps yeah in fact social media is making us consume a lot of time and people are getting distracted as you said in one of the answers like uh, we get into excel for 3 minutes but we end up 45 minutes in the case of uh, yes. social media also the same thing you yes. think okay let me just see what's happening around and people get immersed into it Right. And I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. TikTok. I enjoy Twitter. Mm. Uh, mm. I, I I really do. Yeah. I don't feel that I feel that it's adding value to my life. Correct. I just want. I just don't want this in my pocket all the time. Correct. Yeah. I just want to carry this around. This is in my backpack. Yeah. And the business phone is on the table when I'm working. Mm. And 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 the one that is, that I carry with me all the time. That that this one doesn't attract my attention. Yeah. Yeah. it doesn't try to suck me in you know <laughs> mm. <laughs> no good one actually good trick in fact many people here also in india they maintain two phones three phones but they end up giving both the numbers to everyone and <laughs> oh right yeah <laughs> that doesn't make any sense uh, just it will become an overhead and yeah good good tips and um, this has been fabulous conversation tom let's uh, add some spice to the episode i'm going to kick off a quick uh, rapid fire round if you're ready Absolutely, bring it on, Naveen. Thanks. <laughs> All right, here comes the first bullet. And uh, Tom, if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? I think it would say, "Who are you, and why?" <laughs> who are I you think that's why? like a very valid question. Like, who am I? Like your profile. Who are yeah. you? And also, <laughs> why are you the person that you have become? Yeah. Who are you, and why? yeah interesting interesting and let's move ahead uh, if you are given a chance to opt between invisibility or super strength which one would you choose and why i think it has to be super strength because i don't know if i would trust myself with invisibility <laughs> there's too many <laughs> options i love practical jokes and i would like go into cafes and restaurants and drink somebody's cappuccino without them realizing <laughs> it i don't know i should no that's not for me so super strength also muscle strength is mm. a big key to health and longevity so that's that's good anyways mm. Mm. So I'll 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 choose super strength. Thank you Navin for gifting me super strength. <laughs> My pleasure Tom. <laughs> And now can you describe yourself in just one word? Alive. Alive. Wow. Wow. It's so powerful. And is there any weirdest weirdest thing that you have ever eaten? Yeah, it's actually insane. I still cannot understand why I have ever eaten this, but I'm definitely thinking of lettuce mm you, you you've probably eaten the salad right there's lettuce yeah, in it it's, lettuce yeah why why have i eaten that it's not really tasty yeah. that's why you need salad dressing right it, it has almost no nutrients it's like <laughs> why i don't know it's weird i find it weird that we eat lettuce <laughs> yeah got it, got it <laughs> and what is one powerful advice that you have received from someone yeah i would um, need to say um a bottleneck thinking Um mm. that's a concept by Eli, Eli Goldrod that uh, at least it's uh, I learned it from him and mm. the idea is instead of just so trying to solve any problem that you see 
you try to fi- first figure out what's the underlying problem, mm. the root cause, and let's fig- f- fix the root cause instead of fixing all the symptoms. Symptoms, yeah. Indeed, yeah. yeah. I am a CI evangelist and I also tell people to fix the root cause, not just focus on the uh, symptoms. Because but it's it really weird that we don't learn it in school, right? Yeah. Even not in higher education. People, yeah, uh, I, I can, like, the, I, I told you, like, we have a client, we first start to figure out who are you, what's your profile. The second thing we start to figure out is where mm. in your business is the bottleneck. Yeah. We we map it out. We, we mm. schedule a call, we map it out. Mm. Nobody does this. It's yeah. insane to me. Yeah. Why? Why would you solve a hundred problems instead of... Mm. Uh, first starting <laughs> to solve the underlying root cause i don't know yeah yeah that that's uh something which is uh, need to be thought through like maybe we have to inculcate that root cause analysis mindset in among people that will actually solve more than half of the problems and uh, also absolutely and also uh, make the world stress-free because people will not worry about the problems anymore they try to fix them I think that you you started out as a programmer, right? Like a yes. Java programmer. So that if you if people learn to program, I'm so happy that my daughters learned to program, mm. and my son as well, by the way. But like, if you learn to program, then you learn to think, cause, effect, if then else. And yeah. once you start to think that way, you then you can do the analysis and figure out the bottlenecks. Yeah, yeah. true. I love it. Yeah, true. Good one. And uh, yeah, with that, let me fire the last bullet. Tom, I'm interested uh, to know what is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself? Uh, I was thinking about that and I, I don't know really about a new hardware technology, but I, I have a vision for a new app that I'm actually building mm-hmm. and have been envisioning for quite some time and that uh, allows a new way of learning new knowledge, but also new skills. And it's much more effective and efficient and more meaningful for me in school, I felt that the lack of meaning really hindered me. In, why do I need to learn math? And if you don't know the meaning, it becomes much harder. Mm. So that's what we are actually working on. That's what I'd like to invent and I'd love to see in the world. Mm. And I, um, it, it's a work in progress, but I, I cannot wait to see it working <laughs> in India and in uh, Tanzania and in Costa Rica and everywhere around the yeah. world. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's nice. Work in and- progress. Yeah, that's nice. And it has a purpose again. Wonderful. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I loved uh, the rapid fire and let's flip back to the mainstream, Tom. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? Can I make it two, please? Yeah, Nadine, absolutely. I got two things. <laughs> like my two pieces of advice. The first one would be to uh, understand the system. Mm. And and like everybody who wants to uh, make it big in their careers works inside of a system, right? Even as an entrepreneur, you may not have a boss, but you're working within a market or a sector or within a system. So understand what you're working with and and, and try to hack the system. Um, mm. I think that I was too stubborn for that. For instance, on university, I didn't do really well. And part of that is probably because I was too stubborn and mm. I lacked the meaning, but I could have started to understand this is how the system works this is what the system expects from me as a student i can hack this and and let's let's succeed there so that's the first thing the second thing that i'm thinking about is that if you really really want to make big steps in your careers become the person Mm. who is able 
to solve the hardest problems for other people. Mm. Everybody can solve simple problems. But if you become the person that can solve the hardest problems, then that's going to help big time. And it's going to give you a lot of satisfaction as well. Absolutely. I think, yeah, these are really powerful thoughts. And uh, with that, before I let you go, I would like to seek your feedback on how was your experience being posted on The Guiding Voice? I love this uh, conversation, Naveen. I, I I feel that we are, like we're having fun. We're both laughing, right? I like that. <laughs> we both understand the the importance of the real thinking yeah. and learning from other people. And, mm. and I must say, like... Um, uh, the guiding voice, the acronym is TGV, and it yeah. got me thinking about the uh, French version of TGV, where mm-hmm. TGV stands for Train à Grande Vitesse, the train at the high speed. It's it's wow. their version of the bullet yeah. train, the high mm. speed train. TGV. Yeah. Well, this is pretty much a high speed train as well, Naveen, this interview. So thank <laughs> you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for thank your time. Thank you. Thank you. And a pleasure to host you. I have absolutely enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for your time and all the insights that you have shared, Tom. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. I hope the listeners will enjoy it and they will start uh, figuring out some root causes and then go fix them. Absolutely. I'm hopeful as well. So, friends, that was our episode with Tom Sharp. And we had some amazing insights on how to develop leadership as an entrepreneur. So before we move into trivia section, here's a request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us already, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from. Also, if you are listening to this episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please follow us there. And also, if possible, leave a review or rating so that we can reach wider audience. And not only that, if you have loved this episode and found the conversation useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thanks in advance, guys. Now let's hop into the trivia segment. Today's trivia is about entrepreneurs. We had great conversation about entrepreneurial leadership and some of the tips which Tom has shared are so amazing and which are actionable as well. And I'm bringing you a few facts about entrepreneurs as per trvst.com. What they said is 69% of the U.S. entrepreneurs start their businesses at home. And a recent survey in the United States showed that many people start a business at home and continue to operate from home even after the company is financially beyond. And someone who runs a business from home saves money on high overhead costs like rent. And a home-based business may benefit those who have to combine duties as an entrepreneur and also their role as the primary caregiver in the home. And it is easy to assume that only sole proprietors can work from home, but evidence shows that many of these home-based businesses have employees as well. And the internet has made it possible to create a shared working space and entrepreneurs are taking advantage of the fact that small business employees can work from anywhere. But pandemic has proven that even large businesses can operate remotely so that people can work from anywhere. So that's about our trivia. And uh, folks, if you have come across any great entrepreneur who is standing as a leader or who is standing as a role model, please tag them on social media wherever you found this episode. Also, If you have found any interesting facts about leadership, 
do not forget to share them in the form of comments if you are watching this on youtube that's all for today thank you so much for tuning in and uh, do not forget to share your topic recommendations and guest speaker suggestions through social media or email me at the guiding voice for you at dreadgmail.com i'm your host navin samala just a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career until next time bye bye signing off for today see you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest